exciting today because we are going to be outlining um, some of the vision of what we see um, as a church plant team um, for what God has for us in this next year. But before we go into the future, we're going to spend a little bit of time looking back and reviewing 2018-19 to see um, what happens, uh, what has happened and what has led us to this point on our first birthday. Um, all right. So, um, on, on the screen, they'll be scrolling some pictures um, of what's been going on. Um, so, yeah, do look at those. But over the last year, on um, Sundays, we have been meeting regularly here in Ebenezer. Um, we've gone through the glorious gospel, uh, Ezra and Nehemiah. We've celebrated Mother's Day and Father's Day. We've hosted our first Chris Stingle, and we've been to Havan Kevney to sing some carols for them. And we had an even bigger carols around the bonfire with a full brass band, which was pretty cool. We had our first youth takeover Sunday. We had our first baptism gathering, uh, baptizing Talia. As we've just heard, we have also seen Chrissy get baptized. We have joined with the Anglican Church for Pentecost Sunday. Um, we had our first fully bilingual gathering on St. David's Day. We celebrated Easter in style. We prayer walked Langevny and Landonna. We think we have had over 300, I reckon more, but we've gone conservative at 300 different people attend a Lighthouse Church gathering on a Sunday. Aside from Sundays, we've continued to grow relationships with other communities through the Good Friday walk with other Anglesey Church communities. We've been a blessing to open heaven uh, in Loughborough as we have inspired them um, with faithful church planting, um, as well as them being a massive blessing to us um, with encouragements, resources in the form of finance, bands, speakers, words of encouragement, and much more. Just to say, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Open Heaven Church in Loughborough is the church we're planted from. Um, so we're part of the pioneer network from Open Heaven. As a community, we have done lent generously through the stewardship course. We have had various youth, men's and women's nights building community. We have launched weekly small groups that have grown and been a great place of discipleship, honesty and accountability. We have launched monthly small groups together as we press into God through worship and the prophetic. We recently sent our teenagers to an incredible week at Soul Survivor. We have served the community through litter picking, walking the coastal path, helping renovate the Llandana Village Hall, and being part of the Nantapandi Park Run Volunteers team. Organisationally, we have launched the pastoral team, we've got a bank account set up, we've become an official registered charity, we've started Open Office Wednesdays, commissioned Kirsty into safeguarding lead, developed budgets, worked with trustees, and so, so much more. And finally, and definitely one of the most exciting things this year, is we welcomed one of our newest and youngest members of the Lyons Church community, Karamai of um, Karwin and Murray, um, seeing her dedicated last week at the Barn Church, which me and Rachel missed, which we gutted, but I know lots of you were there, um, which is fantastic. I would probably say that the last year we have been quite responsive to opportunities at times, probably flying a little bit by the seat of our pants, um, but seeing some amazing stuff happen and breakthrough come. I would say that the word for last year would be foundational. Like as we were preparing this, we kind of um, came back to this image of a lighthouse being built. 
And um, we feel as though over the last year we have very much been laying the foundations, all the stuff that has been pretty much below ground, that it's not until you get really close to it you see that stuff is happening. Yet we've been digging some really deep foundations, not just organisationally, but also relationally, as we've got to know each other, our passions, our giftings, through small groups, through exploring those things on Sunday gatherings, and lots of other different events and activities. So that has been the last year in the smallest of nutshells we could possibly fit it into. There has been so, so much more stuff that has happened and gone on and gone on outside of kind of the official um, things that have been put on. And next year, we want to begin building on these foundations so that the lighthouse can be seen more from the outside, prioritising a missional focus by getting to know our communities more. Do you want to carry on a little bit? Yeah? Or do you want to add anything? I always want to add something. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so if we could just go back to the slide with um, the teams. I don't know if that's on there. Oh, no, it's at the end. Oh, is it at the end? Okay. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of the pictures we were given and I kind of had as a team and have had three small groups together has been around this foundations. Um, and I think a lot for us as a team... Oh, it is great there. Um, yeah, we just wanted to flag this up um, for those of you that don't know. Lots of the work that's been going on has been around um, teams and releasing people, recognising that God puts different gifts in all of us. And um, some of them you'll already know, um, but some of them are really, really new and just happened in the last few months. Um, and we're going to have an opportunity at the end of the gathering as we respond to pray and commission um, all these people in these different roles. So one of the um, really new teams that is um, a huge gift, I think, to this community is that we've got some amazing people who are very pastorally gifted, real heart um, of mercy and compassion for just journeying with where people are at right now, being able to meet their practical needs. And so Karen Sadler, who um, will have welcomed you on the door, uh, she's part of the church plant team, is um, also a qualified counsellor. She's going to be leading up the pastoral team of Lighthouse Church. Uh, she's got a fantastic team, if you know any of those people on that. So James Orse, Maxine Orse, uh, Liz Reese, and Kerry Walker are going to make up that team. So that will be um, just supporting people, whether it's um, through bereavement, whether it's through births, organising meal trains when people have had a baby, just generally um, just ensuring that pastorally, um, yeah, that we're supported and people are cared for uh, within our community. Um, worship, you, who've been um, around for kind of 18 months, you'll know that the Rippins have been this incredible, um, what was it, Max had this picture with like the toolkit, like the absolute, uh, what was it, a hammer and a spanner and a... Trying to remember what. Trying to remember. <laughs> and Just so we kind of feel like we're building on this uh, toolkit uh, that has been the last year and bringing in Ian to work alongside Marie to lead that team. If you know either of them, you know that they are very, very different, um, but we think that's a really good thing because they bring really different things to worship, which I think is really, really important and precious in this community. Um, youth, Kirsty and Alan are going to be taking it on and we're going to talk a little bit more about what's happening with youth this year. But we're really excited that we're finally going to be able to get off the ground and have monthly um, youth meetings with again a fantastic team there. John Rippin, as you know, takes on and will be um, stepping out more into small groups together. 
for him, he's got a real heart for, and this phrase, I'm going to nick it from you, John, but this is his phrase, but I really think it encompasses small groups together. We want it to be a space where it's touching heaven and changing earth. And uh, we really want small groups together to be more of a priority this year for everyone to be able to get to. Touching heaven, changing earth, a place where we really press into what God is doing, explore and develop the prophetic gifts more in our community. Um, admin office Wednesdays, which will be changing days because Shannon's work days are changing a bit. Um, Shannon has been a huge blessing um, to us in terms of administratively, um, and so we're learning how to do that well more and more. And then, as Alan said, safeguarding as well, Kirsty, who is a huge gift to this community with her eye for detail and love of the war. Um, is great at just keeping us on the straight and narrow and making sure none of us end up in prison um, for uh, not following the law. And then, um, yeah, John Sadler being the deputy there. Um, he loves that job because it's a bit more chilled. <laughs> um, so that's just some few changes within the community um, that's going to be happening. Um, Shall I carry on through yeah. that bit? Yeah. So... Um, I'm going to now outline a little bit of sort of practically what is coming up, what we um, want to put our time and resource and effort into over this year, what we believe God has for us, um, those kind of little uh, words or uh, God opportunities that we believe are opening up through the gifts and the connections we have within our community. Um, so I'm going to highlight those. You have probably all sat on, or maybe not sat on, um, a little booklet um, which is our new kind of way of trying to be organised and trying to make sure that people have stuff in hand. Um, so these, uh, do take one or multiple of these um, with you. As you can see, it is reversible. Um, I would like to say apologies for um, the big error on the front of the Welsh um, translation. All I can say is I um, did do much of the translation but asked my uh, specialist team to be able to look into it for me. Um, and so do blame me. Um, yeah, actually, uh, no, we don't blame people, but do blame them. So um, we're okay, so have a look at that. Um, and do take those away with you um, as well and offer them round. Uh, to different people. So this just outlines a little bit of kind of the key events um, that are happening this year. Um, so key things to highlight in this, so we're going to go through this in our Following Jesus, Building Community and Loving Anglesey, our mission statement. Um, key things to highlight, so in our Following Jesus, um, we are going to be starting um, in this next autumn term the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality Series. Um, on Sundays and we're going to be journeying through it in small groups as well. Um, this is an amazing uh, course for um, us to go through um, where really there is about depth for, all, uh, for people all along the spectrum and the journey of their faith. Um, so do kind of grab hold of this. We do kind of really want to recommend that if you can um, get the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality book and read it as we go along and as we journey through this. Um, it is a fantastic book. I, uh, so we read it a couple of years ago. Uh, that is what I've read over holiday um, and I have loved it again. There has been fresh stuff that has come out um, for that. So do grab one of those books on Amazon. Um, I think they're about nine quid. Um, so do, do grab one, um, but we will also be going through the different stuff um, in small groups and on Sundays. 
Also following Jesus, we're going to be setting up one-to-one discipleship relationships. So through the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality course, it is a great idea to um, link up with someone that is maybe a little bit further along in their faith, or they carry something that you uh, believe you, uh, God wants you to push into. So this is intentional one-to-one discipleship where you meet up with someone once a week or a fortnight or as often as you possibly can to just intentionally chat through, be accountable, allow them to speak into your life. So we want to kind of formally um, start those. We'll be communicating more about that over the coming weeks. But um, just to highlight that, there's going to be small groups together that, as Rachel said, is going to take a higher priority as this space for us to uh, engage in longer sessions of worship, the prayer and prophetic, and really seeking God um, more for um, us and our community. And then also there are the youth nights where the youth can engage in discipleship and um, journey through that that will be starting once a month. In our building community, we um, have an investment and focus into small groups. Um, So small groups are really the lifeblood of all that we do. Sundays are great, but um, we, we we would communicate that we say we have a church of small groups that meet across the island that gather together on a Sunday, as compared to we are a church that meet on a Sunday that some of us go to small group. So there is that distinction of we believe that small groups is where some really intentional, deep work happens. And um, with that, we are hoping to start a third small group and maybe transitioning a little bit more into a um, a geographical-based small group network um, from what we are now. That will happen around October time, so just to um, keep that in your minds. More communication, obviously, will come in time. Youth Nights is building community, a space for the youth to get together and to um, be invested in and to get to know each other. And Men and Women's Nights. So um, every other month there will be um, a night that is already in the diary for um, all the men and all of the women to get together and to have fun, build community, invite other people in. Men, this probably means we're just going to eat lots of curry, which is great. Um, women, uh, you can eat curry. Great. Excellent. So um, there's, there's that as well. Those are in the booklet. So do um, make those, uh, put those in your diary for that. And then Loving Anglesey. Now this is going to take a much bigger focus for us over this next year. As I explained, with the foundations, a lot of it is unseen, whereas as we begin to build up, Um, We want to be able to be seen more and engage in our community more. And this looks like um, we're going to be starting Make Lunch, which is a um, lunch club during the holidays for families um, in Llangevny or further afield that um, potentially don't have the finance to be able to actually supply food for their kids during holidays because maybe they're on um, free school meals at school usually, and then suddenly they're at home for a week or six weeks where um, it's difficult for them to provide a hot meal. So we want to join, this is a Transforming Lives for Goods TLG um, initiative that is across the UK. Um, So we are going to adopt that and begin that here. Um, Initially, just um, for one uh, lunchtime um, during the holidays, so the first one will be in October, and then we'll do a Christmassy themed one uh, just before Christmas as well. So do make sure that um, if your heart is stirred for that sort of um, 
social action, then do be involved in that. And then intentionally after those, we're going to have um, Sundays that are invitational gatherings, so that once we have made those missional connection points, we can invite them into um, uh, an especially friendly, they were always friendly here on a Sunday, but an especially friendly um, invitational gathering. We're going to be doing a CAP money course, which is Christians Against Poverty, their money, so budgeting course. Um, this again is just to equip people um, in our community, but also outside of our community with good financial advice and ways to budget. Um, this is very much, like, this is something that is hugely passionate on my heart um, because it is so easy for people to feel um, as though they have no hope if they are struggling with their finances. So this is just some really practical ways to get alongside people and skill them up so that um, they can manage their money better. We'll also have a harvest celebration um, one Sunday, which will be a lot of fun. Then obviously throughout the year, we will have a high focus on Christmas, Easter and summer events. And then finally, in the following Jesus, just to highlight it now, in January, we are going to be launching our first Alpha course. Um, so do get thinking about people that you can be inviting along to this, can be inviting along to the harvest celebration, the Christmas events, that then can feed into maybe coming along and exploring more about faith in Alpha. So these are just a few of the events that we believe will feed into what we can begin to build on top of the foundations this year. Yet, so far, we've only spoken about what we're doing, which is, that, that stuff is great, but ultimately, the measure of success is what we are becoming as more Christ-like. I.e., are we seeing salvation for the first time? People making decisions to be baptised and grow a maturity of faith towards our whole lives being centred and grounded in Jesus. And that is really what we're going for. So these events are great. Please do put these in your diary. Please do engage in these. Um, however, it is more about the whole life discipleship that we believe this year is about. Rach. Brilliant. So, Alan's spoken a lot about the doing, so the kind of doing that we're going to be doing over the next few months, over the next year. Um, I'm going to share a little bit more about who we feel like we're becoming, the kind of more inside uh, what we feel like God's calling to as a community on the inside. Um, so this has been a lot of work for team. Um, we had a great team day back in June with Ness Wilson, who oversees us from Open Heaven, exploring, I think, um, frustrations as a team of why is some stuff not working? Strategy is amazing. But actually, unless you've got the right culture, then strategy means nothing. It's a really famous quote, um, just read in a book recently, Daring Greatly, if I much recommend. It says, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So you can put on all these amazing things, but if you haven't got a healthy culture, then actually what are we inviting people into? Who we are is far more important than just what we do. We can put on loads of great stuff. But unless God is changing us on the inside, unless as a community we are reflecting something of who God is and modelling and reflecting the kingdom, then really we're just running around like stressing each other out, being very busy and not really getting the point. And so we call this culture. And you will hear, 
I bang on about culture all the time. I'm really fascinating. One of those people wherever I go somewhere new, I'm really sensitive to the culture. And then um, if you're not really sure what we mean by culture, a really helpful way to think about it is just that the way things are done, the way things are around here. So, and you notice it particularly when you go to a new place. Is it friendly or are people kind of cliquey? Are people very graceful with one another? Are they encouraging? Or is it a little bit serious and you don't feel like you can make a mistake? All of those things are indicators of a culture of a community. And cultures are everywhere. You'll have your own culture within your family, within school, in work. Some of you I know find work so frustrating because actually the culture is really unhealthy and it's really frustrating. You might be in a workplace where there's a real blame culture and everyone um, just blames, there's no grace, and everyone blames one another. So we've been doing a lot of work as a team of what do we feel are the distinctives of Lighthouse Church, some of the cultural values that we feel are in their little seedling form at the moment. They're not there fully, but they're aspects of who we are as a community that we feel like God has specifically put into Lighthouse Church, into Kapogaledi. If you like, it's like our DNA as a church, the non-negotiables for us as a Lighthouse Church. And we try to do it in a way to help us uh, remember, because if you like me, you can forget things. And so we've narrowed it down to three. We feel that we have a particular anointing to be a pioneering community. We've pioneered, myself and Alan, from Loughborough. We've pioneered into a rural area, most church plans go to cities. Uh, we're church, and we're pioneering in terms of language. If you know around here, a lot of churches are either just English or just Welsh, and we're not there yet. But we really feel like that's an anointing that God has put on us, a mandate that God's put on us to serve this community. Is how do we be a bilingual community that can celebrate Welsh and English? We're pioneering in terms of female leadership. That's unusual for lots of places still in the UK, and we feel like there's special anointing on us to be pioneering new things. So you will have noticed, if you've been part of Lighthouse Church, that we do some things that are not very traditional. So for example, once a term, we drag you all out in the rain, although last week it was actually sunny, which never happens, to prayer walk, because we don't want to be confined to just a building. We want to be a community that actually gets out there and hears and calls down Heaven's mandate for the different communities on Anglesey. Praying out blessings physically over schools, over businesses, over homes and villages. We experiment, we take risks, we change the furniture around quite a lot. We do random icebreakers that sometimes have a point and sometimes don't. <laughs> we want to pioneer and that's going to be part of our culture. We want to constantly be pioneering, trying new things, not settling and just getting stuck in the traditional of what church should be. So that's the P, pioneering community. The second one is an honouring community. You might have heard us use the phrase culture of honour. We want a culture of honour as part of Lighthouse Church. And that for us as a team looked like a few things. It meant honouring in terms of 
our relationship with God upwards through worship and prayer, but also means our relationship with one another. We want to reflect the way the Ten Commandments and a lot of Jesus' teaching, we notice half the Ten Commandments are all about upwards, our relationship with God. But then the other half is all about how we relate to one another, how we relate to people. So how, oh, how do we become a community that is welcoming, that are actually committed to releasing and empowering stuff in one another? The God-given potential that we see in every one of us. Even if we drive each other nuts sometimes and we've got totally different personalities and we wouldn't act like that or do things like that, but actually choosing, okay, God, give me the eyes of faith to see the God-given potential in this person. And how can, how can I, and be part of Lighthouse Church, draw out the gold in that person? Whether we're friends with them or not, how do we be people that honour each other, believe the best in each other, serve one another, and value the highest forms of communication? So no angry texts or Facebook messages or emails, because we value relationships so highly, we'll go and speak to that person when we've done some internal work with God first and we know our heart is ready. How do we not just respond, react out of our own pain? How do we wait and ask God to challenge our own hearts? And instead of moaning to someone else, actually, I'm going to go speak to that person. And how do we as a community, if we hear people moaning or putting down other people or dishonouring someone in our community, instead of just hearing it, say, actually, and speak to that person and actually challenge. It's hard, it's countercultural. It's very accepted, isn't it, in the workplace, in the office, moaning about people, moaning about your boss. That's part of the norm. But is it part of the kingdom? I don't think so. I don't think the kingdom of God works like that. I um, just want to read to you, um, it's funny, John Hebrews, <laughs> I'm just going through at the moment and um, it's just really challenging me. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for the, oh my gosh, can't read. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. There is something about the people of God that looks different to other communities. That says, actually, I'm not going to settle for you bad-mouthing that person, even if they are a bit annoying or even if they're different to you, or even if they've hurt you. I want us to be mature in being able to hear that process with people, and then say, right, now you need to go and speak to that person so that they can apologise or talk it through with you. That things are done in an honouring way because we value relationships. God is a God of relationship. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I think, models to us 
how we value getting the job done, but also putting a really high value on relationships. We don't get the job done and sacrifice the community. And then finally, the D, we want to be a discipling community. We want us to be a community that is accountable to one another, that actually wants to grow in our faith, who wants to grow and be all the people that God has created us to be. I know in this last year, I am I'm still massively in the process, and I think we'll be sharing a lot about that in the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality series. But none of us are the finished article. And I know personally in our life, God has been doing a lot of work in us, chipping away. feels like hacking sometimes. But we've got people in our lives that we give permission to challenge us. Ask us the difficult questions. How is your relationship with God going? How is your reading of scripture? How much time are you praying at the moment? How are you spending your money? How much time have you spent with your husband recently? Whole life discipleship to Jesus when we're growing into the people of God. We want to be responsible for contributing, not just consumers. We want to be people where worship and hearing from God is part of our lifestyle. And where every day is a missional opportunity. That every conversation is an opportunity to share the gospel. Every time we go to work, our prayer in the morning is, God, open my eyes to the opportunities today where you're going to use me. That it's not just overseas missions we might do once a a year or whenever. Every day, we live out missionally for God. But every season of life, we're asking God, how am I going to grow in this season? John 15, 1-8 says, this is Jesus speaking, I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So as disciples of Jesus, whether you've been a Christian a year or 22 years, are we growing? Are we looking at our lives, our personality traits, whether we're introverted, extroverted, the way we approach tasks, the way we approach decision-making, the way we approach relationships. Are we giving all of that over to God and say, okay, what areas are still not mirroring Christ? Because I want to grow in those areas. So to help you remember, there's a cool little acronym, PhD, just to help us. So pioneering honouring and discipling. And those are going to be kind of non-negotiables for us as a community and what we're going to be focusing on, probably for the rest of our life as Lighthouse Church, however long we go on. Um, and it will be a slow process of just drip-feeding culture conversations around how do we do this. But hopefully this now will help us give language to the summer stuff we want to see God do in us, who we are as a community.
when people say, okay, what's it like, Lighthouse Church? What are they like? That's what we want to be known as. Oh, they're quite quirky. They pioneer a lot of different stuff. They're not scared to take risks. But they're a really honouring culture. You won't hear gossip in that community. They really encourage and push each other to be the best they can be. And it's a real discipling culture. Be prepared to be uncomfortable, to be challenged, to grow. That's what I want when people come and experience Lighthouse Church. So, um, yeah, just to clarify, there's the mission statement, which is the how and what, but then there's our cultural values, which is about who we are. And strategically, this looks, um, next slide, there should be a funnel, maybe? We're on that one? Or should be a funnel there. So strategically, we've been really intentional with the way that we have chosen events and prioritised pulling them together. It's a little bit like a funnel, because we want to have lots of missional connection points in our day-to-day -day lives, in different things like the Make Lunch, the Cat Money Course, the Men's and Women's Nights, that lots of people, or on this slide of the world, can feed into. Um, and then this filters down through more God-orientated events like Invitational Sundays, Alpha, Christmas events, Easter events, and so on. This continues through into a deeper faith of exploring, so Sunday gatherings, small groups, journeying together, discipleship. And then finally, this just continues onto this never-ending funnel of um, journeying further into emotional and spiritual maturity in Christ through discipleship, teaching, personal devotion, and so on. So if last year was our foundational year, this year is our building year. Building our influence in our communities, building on our own faith journey, building community and discipleship, building our cultural values into an effective, kingdom-minded community. And we hope that you are inspired by that and excited for this year ahead. I think be prepared to be uncomfortable at times, be prepared to be um, challenged and pushed, as we will, most certainly. Yet also, there should be lots of fun, lots of engagement, lots of new pioneering stuff that will see um, some real breakthrough happen. So that's our vision, and just want to highlight next Sunday, um, in tow with Vision Sunday, we, off the back of that, have Giving Sunday. Now, Giving Sunday is this opportunity for us to unashamedly focus on a financial offering and how we can equip and resource Lighthouse Church for this vision. Why are we doing it? Well, it's an incredibly faith-building opportunity to sow into the vision practically Plus, it puts a high importance on us as a church being transparent with our community about um, organisationally how we build budgets, what we spend on, where that's going to, and what our current financial status is. It will kind of look like a way, so I will be sharing a little bit about our finances from last year, what we spent on, where we're up to, um, and the planned budget that has been signed off uh, this last week um, by the trustees for the next year. Then we'll have the opportunity to reflect on this, ask God what our contribution might be, if it is something um, that we can consider um, giving towards and what our contribution is. 
Over the next week, um, I think it might be scheduled for tomorrow, um, those of you that are signed up to our mailing list um, under the tab of Lighthouse Church member, um, then uh, don't worry, we member you up. Um, but um, in that, you will receive an email, which will basically be the presentation for next week, plus a little bit of an outline, just so that you know what's coming up. Because stuff like this, you need to have time to think and seek God for uh, and process. So that will be going out um, in this next week, but then also there will be a small group to chat about what's been spoken about today and so on. Uh, so small groups are on this week. So next week, all I really want to ask is that you just come expectant um, for God to move, for there to be breakthrough, and um, for us to just see an amazing um, equipping and resourcing of um, the vision and of this church. Great. What we want to do to finish um, today is there are a couple of sections. One, we want to um, spend a little bit of time just praying for uh, and commissioning, one, the teams, and two, some of the key things that have been highlighted. So the youth launching into uh, regular monthly meetings um, is a massive step for us as a community. So we want to pray into that, into small groups and small groups together that will be um, so, like it, we the term I keep on saying is the lifeblood of our community. Into make lunch, that people come along and they experience something of the love of God. And the cap money course where we can equip people. And especially for Christmas. Um, I think Christmas this year, I'm already excited about Christmas, how sad's that? But um, I'm excited just for um, actually the opportunity it, it is for us to share our faith with people um, at that kind of seasonal moment. And then to finish, we've got one more kind of like little thing to do over food. And we've got a little bit of food to put out where we can all just share and hang around and chat um, and so on. So can I ask you all to be upstanding on your feet? Uh, that, that shows. I've been to three weddings in four weeks. So me to say, can you be upstanding for the bride and groom um, is been drilled into my mind. Um, three weddings in four weeks, goodness. Um, so... Um, what I think would be good is if we um, turn into small groups of three or four, I will pray over us and then uh, let's just break off into small groups and just pray for some of these things. You might have been stirred at moments around, oh, I'm, I'm really excited for the make lunch, I want to be involved in that. Or you might have been stirred for, um, for the harvest gathering or Christmas events like me because... Uh, it's the 1st of September, so Christmas is near. Um, or whatever it is. But turn into small groups. Um, I will start us off. And then we will just spend a couple of minutes just praying out. Praying intentionally into these things. Praying for the teams to be commissioned as we go forward. Um, and then I'll ask Rach to come and share a little bit about how we're going to do food. So Lord Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you that um, an envisioned community is um, a a passionate community to pursue you in all that you have for us and so, so much more. God, I pray for the things that you have already uh, spoken to us for this coming year and this term, and I pray for all those other things that we yet um, do not have a grasp of. But God, I just pray that as we bring our contribution, as we bring who we are, and as we pursue our cultural values, God, that you just develop us as a community. You make us effective. That as we begin to build the walls on top of those foundations, we begin to do things that are seen and are engaged in from afar. That God, you bless it. And that the workers do not strive in vain.
But God, you build the house. So yeah, do turn into small groups around you and just begin to pray and stir some of this stuff out. Uh, we will just spend a couple of minutes um, in this moment. Um,